Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your co-host, Nancy O'Kane, filling in for the vacationing Mark Cerulli, who, as far as we can tell, is still in Las Vegas. And our guest today is Jerry Porter from the Indiana Jones Minute. Welcome, Jerry. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Glad to have you back. Was, we, we, yeah, uh, yeah. Minute, minute 74, 75. I was ready to do them again right now. Ah, uh, see, so those stale nuts <laughs> never get stale. I know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but we're uh, we're still dealing with a uh, yeah. In all these ensuing weeks, we still have a runway that has a plane stuck on it, and uh, and here we are back in the world of Joe Petroni and his uh, snow shoveling uh, do uh, trio. I think they're in the in the ditch. <laughs> Uh, this uh, it, it's amazing that they could get so many plots out of us, you know, shoveling snow. And uh, it looks like they've gotten down to the dirt now, so they're actually shoveling dirt. Oh, so Joe I, must he, be happy about that. Yeah, I actually wondered about that. And then I, being somebody who grew up in the Midwest, they're shoveling snow, and you're like, I don't know if these are just Hollywood actors or what was going on because they're not bending really entirely. Yeah, like you're gonna hurt your back. <laughs> If if you're not, you know what I mean. They're shoveling. I, they're just gonna hurt that. Maybe that's what they want. I mean, you know, some of these union guys. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, they want to get hurt on the job. What I can't understand. We we've all grown up in the snow, and yeah, and this is 1970. It's not like you know 1820 or something like that. When I was a kid, my dad had the most awesome 20 horsepower snowblower that could knock snow a half a mile across the street. And you, we could do the driveway in maybe a half an hour. And these guys are going at it with shovels that they bought from Kmart. And it's, a, it's an airplane. It, you know, there must be somewhere on this entire airport where they can get uh, something with a Briggs & Stratton motor on it. They can just plow it out in a couple of minutes. Well, Joe Petroni told them to dig it at a specific angle, though. So maybe the snowplow can't do math that easily. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They don't that's have the, true. the protractors on the front of the snowblower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, and, and speaking of, because um, one of the first things I noticed in this minute, and uh, minute 118, and I'm glad we're in mixed company here, so, you know, everybody feels comfortable. <laughs> we get different different, uh, different viewpoints, but um, were any of you guys and gals turned on by those snowplows? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, just the way they roll up. You just... These sort of strapping <laughs> snowplows, and there's like six mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Tonka dream come true, just all ready to roll. And, and uh, I don't know. Like... It just it made me think of like synchronized swimmers or something, the way they do it in formation. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 look hungry and ready. Yeah. And and what are <laughs> the, guy, the guys in the second row? Are they really expecting to shovel snow because the, the first the first row is going to get rid of all the snow. I mean, were they going to do the stragglers? I don't Yeah. I don't get what they're, you know, that's not that's not how you shovel snow. I uh but yeah, it's a I wonder how many takes they had to do. It's like they, you know, they were all rolled up and they, and then they had to, you know, get on the radio and say, "Okay, now go back to the first position. Everybody back up." And <laughs> And it's snowing, and it's probably like four o'clock in the morning. And there was probably, 
I wonder, like, two of those snow blow, uh, the the snow plows have like a little bit of snow on them, and I'm just wondering if the art director went out with a little shovel and just like shoveled a little bit of, just <laughs> yeah. perfectly. They had they stuff. had to grab those from one, you know, runway 26. Yeah, and it was just, you know, the runway 26 is a little bit more in the snow belt. Yeah, so yeah. they had a little bit more work to do. But I mean, it's like it's like a true bulldozer cavalry. Yeah, yeah. There's... And I'm not I'm not saying that like I want to have sex with the snowplows, but I want to be as sexy as yeah. the snowplows. Yeah, it's just a little bit yeah. a little bit beaten around. You know, they're not they're not fresh as a daisy. They're little little uh, time worn, world weary. Yeah, just uh, rugged. They're rugged. They're just they're ready for action. Yeah, yeah. All those blinky <laughs> lights and everything. And then poor old poor old Joe, he just spends most of this minute just looking confused. You know, it's like this his whole world is turned upside down. Why are the snow plows why are why are there things a machine that can actually remove snow when there's plenty of men with little shovels? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, is it do you think he's a little too he's got some of that old world thing going on? Yeah, he wants it like yeah. a little bit more yeah. Amish. He wants a bit of a barn raising here going on with the seven oh seven. No snow plow can do it the way I can. <laughs> Yeah, and he's so. a little bit annoyed too that Mel had to come out in the Melmobile and explain to him how to remove the snow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what happens if he doesn't? He had that in could, gr- graduate snow school or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can well, you can and, see you can see Petroni steaming a little bit, but he doesn't want to contradict the boss. Well, and I thought, and I know you you guys must have talked about this extensively, but what? What exactly is Joe's accent? Because, you know, he gives it a great, it's a give it a whack on the other side. I, I, I was <laughs> wondering if he's, he's trying Chicago, but he doesn't know what that sounds like. So he's thinking, uh, I don't know who we would think of at the time. Harry Carey? He's trying to do like a Harry Carey voice? Or, <laughs> I, I'm hey, I'll ta- you know, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a thoracic surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just <laughs> trying to do so, sort of a generic tough guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely not doing Cool Hand Luke. I mean, this is definitely not chan- channeling uh, mm. um, Bumper. No, no, not Bumper. Was what was the name of his? Uh, I can't think of his name in uh, in Cool Hand Luke. It's going to hit me right after I finish the show. But uh, you can edit it in afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it was inserted here. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's he's it's a little bit of a Big John Henry figure. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He yeah. should be he should be like an axe in one hand and a, and a snow shovel in the other, and just. Right, whack it right. and it, it, he knows better than the guy. You know, I, he knows better than those. You know, those higher ups. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Who, brought, who you know ordered those snow plows? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's uh, Dragline was the name of the, the character in Cool Hand Luke. But <laughs> oh, he was, there you go. he's from New York City, so I guess he's just trying to figure out what part of New York, you know, what borough he can use on this. <laughs> he knows he's going to be talking to uh, Bert in a little bit, so maybe he's just adjusting for. Um, uh, that whatever that New England Connecticut sound of uh, Bert with his no, I think I think Bert's trying to do that transatlantic thing. Really, I I thought he was just yeah. doing Bert Lancaster. He's always doing that crisp well, that sound of you know. Vaguely. I'm not here in New England, really. Uh, well, it's it's the snow. It's bearing it or something. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I watching this minute. I'm I'm glad I moved out to California. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just because um, that's. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I remember that, and I remember that. I remember the shoveling. I remember <laughs> all of it. I remember yelling and being upset. <sighs> but I was calling for the snowplows to come in. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, I was excited when they were there. It, it's like, yeah, I, I would, I was thinking, you know, we, we live in Texas now and I just, this is, and we're recording this in January and I'm thinking I would never, ever want to be in a situation where I had that much snow to deal with anywhere. I just, <laughs> I don't want to, I never want to own a snow shovel again. That's all, that's my only goal in life. Um, yeah. Now, no, I uh, Nancy enjoys the four seasons, but I, Keep telling yeah. her whenever, whenever she wants to, she can go up north, borrow somebody's shovel, shovel out somebody's driveway, and get it right out of her system. It's... I didn't say I like shoveling the snow. No. I just like being in the snow. Yeah. Well, get, get... well, I I get that a lot too. Because oh, don't you miss the seasons and the change of the seasons? I'm like, I had 130 of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. It's not yeah. that I didn't experience it, and I would encourage anyone to go and experience all four seasons. I just graduated after 130 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's something about waking up and thinking, well, I can't go swimming today, and like that's the worst part of your day. Is like I can't go swimming. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's it. Yeah. This this even and, and the the funniest thing about this is is when they're doing this, at least part of this when they're shooting it on the soundstage. This is all happening in uh you know in Los Angeles. It's right there in, in Universal Studios. So it's a nice uh, Southern California snowstorm that we're looking at. No, no wonder they don't know how to shovel. They don't yeah. know how to shovel. They just know how to shovel. Oh, yeah, all these, all these surfer guys are just sitting around. It's like, I don't know. What is this? You know, they're scooping up cornflakes, basically. So, uh, well, I, I did have a question because you uh, specifically mentioned, I think, uh, Nancy, you mentioned the Melmobile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I had, I mean, and that's, that's they show that in this, uh, you know, in this scene here. Mel pulls up in it. And I'm like, okay, so it has a siren. Yep. Does it? And it has a yeah. It's a it flashing has a lights. Yeah. 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 Flashing it had, lights, well, it yeah. has a flat a flashing light. Yeah. But ah, I I didn't know if it had point. a siren too. I didn't. Yeah. Well, it has a siren that flashes red, 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 white. Oh, okay. I was listen. I really did my homework on this minute. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> the siren flashes red, 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 white. Oh yeah. And I'm like, is. all right, so. Is is that his personal vehicle? No, no. This is the this is the Lincoln Airport one. And back in minute, um, I think it was about minute four or five, we first when we first uh, laid eyes on the uh, Melmobile, on the side of the one of the doors it says Lincoln International Airport, and he basically has it parked in the uh, Bat Cave position. It's parked uh, <laughs> tails in. Back when I was so uh, I get it. That was that was my question. So it's it's basically for. You know, running around the airport. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it goes around like yeah. the front of the airport. I think it just stays on the runway somewhere. But it's stays, uh, yeah. It would yeah. be nice if Mel had that to go home at night. Maybe he'd maybe he'd get home at night and see his uh, his poor suffering <laughs> wife now his ex wife. <laughs> that might have saved his yeah, marriage right. if he had just well, had yeah. that light on top. Well, um, it would it would at least you know been sort of a nod to hey honey how about a little I'm I'm a family man yeah it's a station wagon mm-hmm. yeah see yeah it's just yeah throw the kids in the back next to the uh, highway flares and the uh, and the snow shovels so I'll I'll get the siren one running yeah. so we can get to the you know we can get to the country club and the water slides extra fast yeah it'll it'll be great and it's oh gosh I mean those uh, I mean I. I'm of an age when I grew up in a car like that. When I was a kid, there were um, my parents didn't have one, but all my aunts and uncles had. You know, like passels of. We're an Irish family, so of course it's like every every family has like eight nine kids in it, and uh, they were all. And you just you'd put as many as you could fit in the way back, and just let them bounce around there. I remember those yeah, days. Yeah, solid steel yeah. In, interior, and it was just <laughs> yeah, it was stacked like cordwood in the back, and you'd go head for the pool. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, so many memories. My elbows are are hurting now just thinking about it. So just <laughs> wham. Uh, but sturdy, a sturdy craft, definitely. I mean, you, if you look at how much uh, crumple space there is from the front fr- from the front bumper to where the passengers uh, section starts, that's got to be at least five feet. Um, but quite a quite an old vehicle of of another age. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in second 19, there's a guy on the roof of a van and he's wrapping up electrical cords. Oh, yeah. And I was, yeah, I was like, well, we found our blizzard shirker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, you up, know? I'll be up here, you know, and those lights are probably nice and warm. You know, everything's yeah. melting down there. He's, he's just one of those, you know, I don't want a shovel. Yeah. It's just, you know, I feel like there's one in every family. There's one in every crew. I recognized him immediately because he's using my moves. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy that like says, oh, "Let me go get the coffee. I'll bring it right back." And then he, right. you know, he just kind of dawdles a little bit back at the uh, terminal and talks yep. to the waitresses and said, "Yeah, I got to bring this out to the guys. We're all shoveling snow out there." And yeah, and then a half an hour's gone by and he's back with lukewarm coffee. Um, hey, he's 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 coiling up the electrical cord like yeah, yeah I'll make sure yeah would be, you wouldn't want anybody to yeah not see don't want this to trip the plane when yeah. it starts moving you know yeah yeah it's on top of the van yeah he's <laughs> gonna trip on it I do I do oh. like, I do like the thing that Mel says when he gets out of the Melmobile he yells and he says keep monitoring Chicago Center and ground control and if you hear anything I should know honk the horn it's like. Oh, which means you're going to honk the horn so I can get out of the next conversation and, and then we'll, we'll continue on with the show. But thanks for the exposition. Uh, okay. Um, when we're, wait a minute, back where that guy was coiling up the wires and so forth, I probably should know this, but does Joe Petroni, Petroni not work for Transglobal? No, he, he works. He got, he got borrowed at the very beginning of the movie. Okay. Uh, they're, uh, they're talking to the guy from uh, the, the movie The Hidden, the one that was uh, – he, he used to be the captain on uh, – William Boyette was his name. And okay. uh, he uh, he used to play the captain on um, uh, Adam-12. And uh, he's he's the guy that works for – he's like the Joe Petroni of Transglobal. And, um, and Burt Lancaster asked him, so if I can con uh, Joe Petroni – uh, from TWA, can you let him oh, give him a whack? All right. Sure, if you yep. get Joe, he's happy to have all the whacks he wants. That's right. And yeah. and then they had a call, Joe, who was busy at home with his wife. Right. Now I remember. Marie, that's right. Okay. So they had yes, to drag Marie. him in. So that's, that's, okay. that's why well, he, I saw the TWA on the back of Joe's jacket, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, and, so well, if, and Joe's about to wreck another company's $8 million aircraft, so figure that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about this. If you're TWA, which I, uh, I think was – Around from like 1925 to 2001 or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they must have signed off on. Oh, hey, we'd love to have a guy like Joe, you know, Petroni uh, representing us in this disaster movie. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what do we know about him? You're like, he doesn't obey the rules. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He 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 literally. As a matter of fact, and I said this last time on the podcast. And clearly Joe agrees with me. I mean, neither one of us cares if everyone on that plane dies. Yeah, he seems because to be. Because, yeah. Like, do you know, do you know how much that baby costs? <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know how much it costs. It costs a lot more than those people's lives are worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say let him cry. You know, that, that, that other movie, yeah. Airplane, it seems to be like, this is just confirming everything that was in that movie. 
and uh, yeah, he's he's. I mean, I guess he's he's supposed to be the foil for for Mel, but really, would why is Mel putting his trust in? I would just if I were Mel, I'd say just get out of the way. We're going to push the thing off the side. We don't have time to sit around and give you right. one more try. You know, it's, right, right. Th- thanks a lot, Joe. But get back in your uh, go back to Marie. Sit home and you can watch this on the news when you can see the flaming ball of fire when we hit the side of the seven oh seven tonight. Well, uh, it's it's a little weird. You're like, so this guy really doesn't want to see an undamaged plane damaged. Yeah, and I mean, forget about the two hundred whatever passengers. Yeah, are in here. and it's and it's not even his. It's not it's not a TWA plane that he's going to have to fix. It's whoever the TWA. You know, mechanics, they're going to have to fix it. So it's, it's no skin off of his back unless, well. No, that's, a, that, that's a completely unmolested 707. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. Pure as the driven <laughs> snow that we haven't been shoveling. You know, it's, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just, uh, he, he's very wound up in the, in the machinery. This guy is. Yes. I, I mean, I guess he's, he's taking over the role of Scotty. You know, he's just he's just trying to be uh, my engines, my my ship and all this other jazz. Um, <laughs> why we saw earlier there was a um, one of those cars like in Arrested Development that has a it's a pickup truck that has a, a air stairs on the back of it. Why are they using a uh, Sears Roebuck, you know, one of the flimsiest looking ladders I've ever seen going up and down? There's so many guys going up and down in that ship for no reason at all. I mean, why do you need to be in there? There, there shouldn't be anybody in that plane. No, but they're no, always shouldn't be. Yeah, up and down and up and down and up and down, like they're putting and, away Christmas in the middle of a blizzard. So yeah. those steps will be cut, coated with ice. Yeah, and it's no, yeah. it's not. Uh, I don't see any kind of like. I mean, maybe they have it jammed in the snow or something, but maybe it's just more union guys trying to get workmen's comp. Yeah, just let me go <laughs> if I if I fall down the ladder. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I can eat a lot of Doritos for six yeah. months. I'll be laid up until July. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so poor old Joe is. Uh, he's talking about you know what the what that baby costs and and Mel's trying to explain. Well, how about how about you be a human being for a change and all that kind of stuff and uh and and uh, poor old, yeah Joe is trying to explain to him that if you run a couple of snow plows into it it's probably going to bust into pieces and then we'll have to clean it up yeah, that was a big question i had about this minute i mean do either of you actually think that the snow plows can move that plane well, where i mean i can think of a lot of things that I, I could do with those sexy snow plows there, there isn't but yeah, there where where's the towing you know like, like like on a truck, you've got those 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 strong points on the corners of the bumper where you can hook on a tow hook. Where right. uh, other than the nose of the plane, which is now like three feet deep in the snow, or the wheels that that is you know are also three feet deep in the snow. Where are you going to hook on a bunch of plows? You can't push the thing. I mean the the, the well, you know they're, that's they're, what I'm trying to guess. Like and, and you know planes. I mean don't they only have like I don't know. 
two nodal points or whatever they are that yeah. touch the ground. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean you've got the two. It's like you can you, push its one left wheel and its one right wheel. Yeah, and then you've got like <laughs> the, the nose gear is where they hook up that the tow truck. When whenever you need a a pushback from the uh, from the gate, you'll see that they'll come out with that little tractor and they'll put like a tow hook on it, and then they push the plane out. But that's the only place you can really hook onto a plane to yank it around. You can't like throw a rope around the tail and pull it out. It's you know it'll rip the the vertical stabilizer come loose. There's no, there's no towing points on the plane other than on the struts where the, where the wheels are mounted. So uh, I thought maybe they were going to like put the, you know, the, the snow plowy part of the truck against the side of the plane and just all, cause there's six of them or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But can they, and reach- they're just going to like push it to the side. Like I imagine the runways going, you know, vertically or whatever. They're yeah. going to push the plane horizontally. Is that what they're going to, just, which at that point you're going to have a damaged plane. God damn it. Yeah. 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 But you'll get it off the runway at least. But I mean, if you look at how, like right. if you look around like, like second 30, you know, 35 or 36 and you can see the guys standing around there. So it's about like the bottom of that plane is like maybe between waist high and shoulder high. So, how right. how high up are you going to have to hold your snowplow just to hit the fuselage to push the thing? You know, it, it, I don't know if the snowplows go up that high. They're not built to go up. They're just built to, like, just you pick them up a couple of inches to clear a, a curb or something. I don't. But he he does have a good – I mean, the correct answer would have been, you're absolutely right, Mel. That's the best idea. Yeah. Go, go for it. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what happens. Yeah. I'll call TWA yeah. and let I'll, them know we're off the hook. I'll tell you, though, it would have been a lot of fun to see, you know, the fuselage from the damaged 707, the newly, newly damaged 707. And then you have, you know, the plane coming down and it crashes and you'd have the fuselage from the even newly, newly damaged plane landing. (laughs) Yeah, they'll be they'll be picking through the pieces going, this is the old plane, this is the new plane. Yeah, but it just Uh, that may have been the. Yeah, that may have been the only appropriate ending. Yeah, <laughs> the end. Hmm. Uh, Universal the end. Picture, the yeah. end. <laughs> when in Hollywood, visit Universal Studios. But we talked about uh, last time I was on, and it's it, it had some dark minutes. Yeah, <laughs> some oh, yeah. dark moment. Yeah. The whole, like the whole end. Yeah. Well, do you think uh, Joe's friendship is now over with Mel? I mean, Mel's telling him, "You got to do what I, you know, you got to do what I tell you." That's an- yeah, that's an no, excellent I, question. I don't think so. I think you these guys so? have a, I think they've had a working relationship for a long time and I think they both understand that they're under stress and the next day I think they go back to being friends again. Yeah. Well, when you tell the head of the airport that you think he's out of his mind, um I don't know. Yeah, but I think they, I think they can do that. I get the impression that they have a long-standing relationship with each other. Okay. Well. See, I I think that very first thing, I mean, first things first, at 8 o'clock tomorrow, well, not more like 7.20 in the morning, Joe's getting a call from TWA and saying, hey, look, um, it snows a lot. We're going to have another blizzard. <laughs> we just heard what you did. So, uh, you know, Burger King's hiring. Yeah. And that's fine. They got they got they got machines over there, too, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Bert's last day at the office. Mel is not going to. Yeah. You know, and he's got he's got very poor um, uh, delegation skills. He doesn't really know. Let somebody else who's an expert. And wouldn't you think they'd call 
Boeing? I mean, I think the guys that you'd want to get on this thing, <laughs> there must be a Boeing phone number that's like 24-7 for, uh, when I used to work for British Aerospace, we had a thing called AOG, which was known as Aircraft on Ground, and it was like the top emergency if there was a plane that you had a, you know, like it broke a, it broke an engine or something, how fast could you get an engine there so you get the plane out and, you know, get back on the routes? And I'm thinking Boeing must have that in spades. They must, you know, I mean, and they're in Chicago. Chicago, they have to have, you know, we're talking about the mythical Lincoln Airport, but there's Midway, O'Hare, all these other guys. They probably have a maintenance hangar with full of Boeing people that know how to fix planes. So, they must have an idea of here's how you get a Boeing 707 out of the snow. Um, yeah. Well, the bot. I don't know. I mean, would you trust if you're Mel? You're not really going to trust Joe again because you could tell him anything like, "Joe, go get me some coffee, and I don't want cream in it." And you don't know how it's going to come back now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he he just he a he thinks you're crazy. You know. Yeah. He always he's questioning your 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 decision making. And B, he has to just do it his way. Yeah, and you know, and and I mean, we're we're getting a little ahead here in in future minutes, but for the rest of this for the rest of this movie, Joe is not going to be paying attention to Mel, and that that ain't right. That's I mean, that's like get off my property and never come back to this airport. You're you're banned forever. <laughs> you know, it just especially when he's I mean, Mel put his put his job and his uh well the money that he doesn't have on the line to pay for the 707 <laughs> that he's going to wreck and now he's trusting yeah. joe not to wreck it so uh but yeah but you know in the in the end joe uh joe knows how to control um uh, mel and gets him to you know go over well that, that's coming up in the next minute and he's he's right at the you know he's right at the brink here as we get to the end of the minute where Mel says he's got a, you know, it's a chance he's got to take in pushing the pushing the plane out of the way. So Joe's going to come up with his last gasp attempt with something. He says, "You keep something or other." But we'll we'll find out about that more tomorrow. <laughs> and actually, let's let's talk about more of that tomorrow. We can uh, we can ponder this overnight, and uh, and people can think about what what to do if you're Joe Petroni in, in a situation, or what do you do with Mel? Mel, you know, Mel's out of options here. But we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow if. For folks listening in, as we're getting down to the final days, we're down to the last, gosh, 17 episodes of this show. Uh, but if you'd like to leave some, uh, participate in this conversation, we're available on social media, Twitter, Airport Minute. We've got uh, Airport Minute on Facebook, the Airport Minute Commanders Club, where everybody gets together and talks about stuff like this and way too much talk about the snow shoveling. And uh, you can <laughs> also go to our big site, uh, airportminute.com, where we've got cool swag featuring Joe Petroni. And... Uh, uh, all kind of, you can get Joe Petroni's face on a on an iPhone case or something like that. We've got all kinds of strange stuff. So check check out the uh, airportminute.com uh, website for more cool swag. Uh, but we'll pick this up again uh, uh, with you, Jerry, tomorrow uh, at, here on the Airport Minute. So uh, until next time, uh, be with us here tomorrow, Thursday, on the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Bye, everybody. These nuts are stale. <laughs> nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. <laughs>